Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, the reason we are overcomers is because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And the moment you uh, forget that and you're focused on how bad the things are and how big the things are out here, then you cease being the overcomer and begin being the overcome. But said out loud, greater, greater. Bigger, bigger, stronger, stronger. wiser, wiser. Greater, greater is he that is in me. Is he that is in me. Hallelujah. If that's true, and it certainly is if you're a believer and have the Spirit in you, then... Uh, Anything out here that's uh, opposing you, causing you a problem, is smaller. If he's greater, it's smaller. It's lesser. And you want to hear things, this is truth, you want to hear things that remind you of this and establish you in this. So get your Bible, get something to make some notes with, come on into the classroom with us. Let's pray and release faith that we will hear from him. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity, for this privilege, and all of us ask you together for the anointing, for the direction, for strength, for help, for grace, and answers for right now. We ask you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. If you would look in the Bible at our great um, textbook here. In Luke, the sixth chapter, we are continuing in our study uh, that we're calling Faith for Healing. We uh, camped for uh, a number of weeks on Hebrews 11, talking about what faith is and how it works and how it functions and operates and so much there. If you weren't with us, go back online and go back and get it, read it, study it, hear it. And having laid that foundation now, we're going into specific areas, faith for a specific thing. And this is faith for healing. Healing is the will of God, always has been, for all believers. But even though it is His will, that doesn't mean it will automatically happen in your life. For what God has provided for through grace, it must be uh, laid hold of and received by faith. And our faith is our part. And faith uh, is not static. It's, it's not just staying the same. It's either waning and getting weaker or it's growing and becoming stronger depending on what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're thinking about, what you're talking about. Uh, remember Jesus and when he ministered on the earth, he told people on one occasion, he said, how is it that you have no faith? Other times he said to people about their faith being little. 
And then a, a few times he said their faith was great. <laughs> so it's not just the same across the board. It's not just the same all the time, depending on what we're feeding on. That's why we start the class with saying, uh, what happens at faith school? My spirit is fed. Well, it's with the heart and the inner man that you believe. And as a result of that, my faith grows stronger. Uh, we're believing that you will get things here at faith school that will cause your faith to grow. It'll feed it. It'll increase it. Now, there's all kind of things in the world that you can listen to that will take faith out of you if you listen to it and put fear into you. Just like faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing. And, um, you know, regrettably, most of the worldly secular news outlets, they are feeding negative things. They are feeding uh, bad news. They're feeding fear. And uh, it's okay to watch the news, find out what's going on, but you got to watch that you uh, don't feed on it too much and that you don't just, when you're talking with other people on the job or your neighbors or your family or kinfolks, that you don't just talk about the problem and on and on and on about the problem because uh, f faith comes by hearing. Like we said, fear comes by hearing. So if you just hear about the problem, morning, noon, and night, what's going to happen? Your belief in how bad the problem is, is going to get stronger. Can you see that? You're going to become more and more convinced of how bad this is and how hopeless it is. How there's no fix for it. There's no solution for it. How terrible it is. And it may be an issue. And it may even be impossible for men to fix. But we know somebody other than men. Amen. Is that right? And with God, nothing's too hard. Nothing's impossible. All things are possible with God, the scripture said. And all things are possible with him or her that believes. But in order for you to believe and be convinced that this problem, that it's possible to overcome it, that it's possible to have a victory here, you're going to have to hear about something other than the problem. Can you see that? And most of the world, the only thing they're feeding on is the negative, the problem, the lack. Uh, the Lord said this to me, I wrote it down uh, decades ago actually, uh, it quickened me about this when I, I, I caught myself talking too much about a, a deficiency. And the Lord quickened in my heart. He said, Keith, don't talk about what you don't know, what you don't have, and what you can't do. <laughs> don't talk about it. Doesn't mean that you're uh, ignoring and denying that there's an issue there. I just know talking about what I don't know is not going to add knowledge to me. Can you see that? Talking about what I don't have. The only, th only result of that is going to be unthankfulness. Can you see that? You're not going to be thankful for what you don't have. And the more you focus on what you don't have, uh, the, the less you're aware of all that you do have. 
You, and the Bible said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, all his benefits. Didn't the New Testament exhort us repeatedly to, to give thanks and to give thanks in everything and all the time, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. What's the will of God? You know, when the conversation lulls and you don't know what to say, you can always say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Right? It's the will of God. Right? This is the will of God. Well, what are, you're not thanking God for what you don't know. You're not thanking God for what you can't do. You're thanking God for what you know. Can you see that? And you can start at the most basic thing. Instead of focusing on what I don't know, what I don't have, what I can't do, you start with this. What, what do you know? What do you have? I know I'm saved. <laughs> I know my name's in the Lamb's book of life. Well, that's worth shouting all day about. Is that right? I know that, that the Lord is preparing a place for me. Is that right? In glory. I know I have the Spirit of God living inside me. He's the greater one. I know I have the, that all spiritual blessings in heavenly places have been given to me and added to me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And I can do all things through Christ who strength. Can you see just me talking these couple of verses, you're already going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because your faith is being fed instead of your fears. But you know, so many make the mistake. They'll even go to a good church Come to faith school, whatever, get built up, and then go let somebody pump them full of fear on the phone or, or sit down and plop down in front of the news and, and just feed fear and feed fear and feed hopelessness and, and depression and negativity. No, you don't want to spend a few minutes getting your faith built up and the rest of the day feeding your fear. Doesn't work. You, you don't want to do that. You want, to, you want to feed your faith and not feed your fear. Amen. Starve fear amen. and feed faith. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Can you see why we have faith school, yes, not fear school? <laughs> right? <laughs> You'll get plenty of that <laughs> out in the world if you let it in. But uh, that, can you see why we start out the class saying that? What are we doing? I'm, I'm, my spirit's getting fed. And my faith is, is getting nourished and becoming strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we've been studying faith for healing by looking at the individual accounts of healing uh, that are recorded in the ministry of Jesus that's recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there are about 20 of these individual cases. And we've studied already four of them. We studied the healing of the leper. And we studied the healing of Peter's wife's mother. We studied the healing of the paralyzed man. We studied the healing of the nobleman's son. And now we're down to number five, the healing of the man with the withered hand. It's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm going to read it from Luke back to Matthew because we'll spend a little more time in Matthew, I think. Look in Luke, the sixth chapter, and the first verse. It says, it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first that he, Jesus, went through the cornfields. Now, the King James keeps saying corn, corn, but it's talking about grain. 
grain is the word you'll find in most other translations. He's probably talking about maybe even wheat, but it's, it's grain. They, did, they plucked the ears of the corn, and they did eat, rubbing them in their hands. Certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do you that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? Jesus answering them said, Have you not read so much as this, what David did when he himself was hungered, and they which were with him, how he went into the house of God and did take and eat the showbread, and gave also to them that were with him, which it is not lawful to eat but for the priest alone. And he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. Now we see here the religious leaders making an issue out of Jesus and his disciples breaking the Sabbath. And this is not an isolated instance like we have saw before. There's some half dozen times this same issue is brought up between Jesus and the um, religious leaders. I think it's another four of these individual healing cases where this comes up again. Four other, that five out of the 20. The specific thing of, oh no, he's healing on the Sabbath day. Oh no, he's doing this on the Sabbath day. And there was this controversy, this conflict. Well, we know that none of this is recorded by accident. Most of what Jesus said and did isn't recorded. So why this? Why so much about the Sabbath? The Sabbath. Well, what is the Sabbath? This goes back to Genesis, that on uh, God created the heavens and the earth, the scripture said, in six days. Now, I know people hear that and they scoff and mock and go, six days? No, it was millions of years. Now, let's just pause just a moment. Who made time? <laughs> Who, where did time come from? Who created time and space, well, then how do you know he didn't do it? <laughs> the creator of time couldn't do it in six days. Uh, anyway, uh, like one fellow said, I, I, I like he said, the first verse of the Bible, first verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He said, if you're okay with that verse, you're fine with the rest of the Bible, <laughs> right? If you don't believe that verse, you're not fine with the rest of the Bible. The rest of the Bible will be a closed book to you because you're an unbeliever. What do you mean unbeliever? And people say, I've heard people say, well, I, you know, look, I went to school uh, and I'm educated. I got degrees. I mean, uh, I, I can't just accept things like this and... Um, Faith is not either you, you can or you can't, it's a choice. Oh, somebody say it's a choice. It's a choice. Faith is a choice. And so what folks have not understood is you don't just rely on your head. The scripture said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding Unbelief in so many cases is dishonesty of heart. When you hear something, we're spiritual beings. We have a mind, we're supposed to use it. 
But we're not supposed to rely only on our intellect. Our heart is aware of the bigger issues and aware of our Creator. And when you hear something, it'll bear witness with your heart or it won't. You'll have a witness that is true or that it's not. This is apart from your reasoning, apart from your mind. And when something bears witness with your heart that it's true, then you should choose to agree with that, right? And choose to believe that elsewise you wind up at odds with your own inside. You wind up at odds with your own heart. And many people are just in that case. Their heart knows one thing, but because of their pride, because of their stubbornness or whatever, they're overriding their own heart and clinging to some concept in their head. And so they're a conflicted individual. This explains a lot of things. But um, uh, the day of rest was linked again and again with healings. Um, let's look at this just a moment. I, I said it was in Genesis that you see this. Genesis 2, the heavens and earth were finished, verse 1. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And he blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. So two big things about the Sabbath. Uh, it is a day of rest and it is a sanctified, set apart, holy day. It's to be different from the other days. And what's supposed to happen is rest. Everybody say rest. rest. Let me uh, read a little bit more about this. In um, Exodus 31, he talks about this. In Exodus 31, 13, he said, Verily my Sabbaths you will keep. He said, It'll be a sign between me and you. He said, You'll keep the Sabbath for it's holy to you. And in verse 17, he said, it's a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Now, did you hear that phrase? Say it out loud. Rested, rested. And, was refreshed. and was refreshed. And in Exodus 23, uh, you'll see numerous references to this. He even talked about a Sabbath year. We referred to this briefly last week, but I want to just be more clear on it. Exodus 23.10, he said, Six years you'll sow your land and gather in the fruits thereof. But the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie still. So they were not even to sow their land or work any crops the seventh year. Just like uh, on the week, the seventh day, you were to do no work. And it was to be, it was to be a reminder uh, of God. And, you know, there's so many things in that. There are a lot of people would say, well, I, I can't miss a day of work. Well, then you don't know who your source is. Mm -hmm. That's right. Can you see that? Yes, and um, I've got too much I have to do. Well, God's not your priority. Can you see so many things 
are tied with this. And so it was to be a day to focus on the Lord, right? And to be reminded of Him and a day of a complete break from your work routine, doing nothing work-related, nothing at all (laughs) work-related. Do you think this is still a good idea for us? Uh, we, We need it. We need it with our technology that we have now. You can work night and day on something. You can work at home. You can, and you got people, you know, sitting in their beds with their devices doing stuff at midnight and, and one and two in the morning and all this kind of stuff and doing it seven days a week. And there's never a break, never a rest. And here we see one of the big reasons why the Lord said to do it is to do what he did. He rested and was what? Refreshed. refreshed. Do we need to be refreshed from time to time? Do we need to be refreshed at least once a week? Huh? Do we need to be refreshed in a major way every seven years or so? We do. We do. Uh, Everything about our, our body needs a break. Uh, from time to time, so that it can recoup. You can't just push, 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 go, 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 night and day, never turn off, never, uh, you know, rest without uh, having some repercussions. It's going to affect your immune system. It's going to affect your brain. It's going to affect so many things. A lot of physical issues would go away if people begin to regularly get some decent rest. Do you believe that? I'm telling you. I think medical professionals would tell you this. And it's nothing new. <laughs> Genesis has been here a long time. Is that right? <laughs> In um, Exodus 23 and 10, we just got through reading, the seventh year, you'll let the land rest. And like we said last week, if the land needs to rest, what's your body made out of? Same thing the land's made out of, right? That's what we're made out of. Well, it needs to rest too. Say it out loud. Let, let the land rest. <laughs> That's a message in there somewhere. Verse 12, he said, uh, Exodus 23, 12, Six days you will do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, And remember, this was not a suggestion. This was a commandment that your ox and your donkey may rest and the son of your handmaid and the stranger may be refreshed. I mean, the animals were supposed to rest. The land is supposed to rest. The animals are supposed to rest. And the people are supposed to rest. Somebody say rest, rest, rest. Now, Colossians 2, you can turn there if you want to. Colossians 2 and 16. Colossians 2, 16 says, Let no man judge you in meat, that's food, or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a what? Shadow of things to come. But the body is of Christ. The Sabbaths, including the other things, 
are, were and are a shadow of things to come. Now, when God tells you a principle of truth, it's true forever, no matter what. But we understand this, I'm not righteous before God because I rigidly observe a Sabbath or because I rigidly observe other, uh, other things. Uh, th- that is a, a foreshadow of something that's in Christ. And if you look in Hebrews, look in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, he goes into detail in this chapter uh, about this. Hebrews 4 and 1. And I want you to notice every time we see the word rest in this chapter. Go ahead and say it out loud with me when we get to it, when you see the word rest here. He said in verse 2, he says, Hebrews 4, 2, For unto us the gospel was preached as well as to them, but the word preached didn't profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, I've sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Now this is revelation here. It was not God's perfect will that the Israelites wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. That was not his plan. That was not his will. That happened because of their disobedience and because of their lack of faith to take the land. His will had been, hadn't changed from the foundation of the world. <laughs> what was his will? For them to be delivered out of the bondage and to go into the rest of the Canaan land, the blessed land. Can you see that? Yeah. Verse 4, for he spoke in a certain place on this wise, God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my Rest, seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Why didn't they get into the rest? Unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it said, Today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Now, see, that's what Jesus was angry about last week we saw with these folks because of the hardness of their hearts. For if Jesus, verse 8, Jesus, that's actually Joshua, but the name, the words are the same. If Joshua had given them rest, then wouldn't he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remains therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. What is rest a type of? The rest of the Sabbath, the rest of the seventh year, the rest of the year of Jubilee, all the, is, a, is a type of the rest in Christ. Hallelujah. The rest in Him. Oh, praise God. And can you see, so many people were healed on the Sabbath day. Why? Because there's healing. In the redemptive work of Christ, there's healing in Christ. And if it's in Christ, it's available to all. And my time is up today. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. 
I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.